Jay. What up? What up? You're supposed to. You're supposed to intro the hey. episode. You say hi, and then we say like it's episode ten. Hey y'all, welcome to Stay Silent Public Radio, episode ten. Yes. We have the title of this episode before we're even starting, which is rare for us. Very rare. I, I'm, we're not gonna say the name. We're of not gonna tell you. We, 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 we might not harp on that. Yeah, it might change. Exactly. No us. I'm Sabrina, and this is my lovely co-host. You gonna call me Mama Full Government? What are you calling me today? Where's Nasty? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Where's Where's Nasty? Very Very Rhode Island. Where's Nasty? Wow. No. What do you want to tell the people you are today? I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. So such an artist, yo. You can't no. just settle on a name. Ever. I'm Sabrina. That's Jay. And yeah, we're excited to be back with another episode. This is our first episode of 2023. It only took us two months to get here, which is actually like better than last year. So it was like a, but at least it was like six months between the last last episode. But they're meaningful conversations. Yeah, we're not just giving y'all some bullshit. And we're not talking about why uh, men who split half the bills <laughs> don't deserve. Well, I feel like that's a good episode. It is a good episode. Like, I think we're not talking about like the thing that happened last week that nobody cares about anymore. What was that? I don't know. The Grammys happened. A lot of things have happened. Things I really actually don't care about. So I can't list them to you. But no, the Michael B. Jordan thing happened. What happened with him? That's how I know you're really not on the internet. Jesus Christ. Why? What happened with Michael B. Jordan? We'll talk about that offline. Is he okay? I guess. <laughs> he, he got a movie coming out. Creed too. Um, he like there's like this whole conversation online if he's corny because you wanna talk later? Yeah, whatever. You know, we don't we don't gotta talk about that right now. We'll talk later. Well, our thoughts are with Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Pray, yeah, pray for that nigga, man. <laughs> really? It's all that? Okay. Nah, nah. I love not being on the internet because I promise I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like, funny. people will just be like, yo, the whole thing with those red boots. Yeah. That everybody was, the Astro Boy boots. Yo, sh- yo, shout shot to, shot to Zay, too. Because Zay was going very viral because of them boots. He had them on? He, like, before they dropped, he mm. had them joints because the, the, those are his people. So it's like, That's cool. it's, it's, actually, it's actually funny. Amazing. Well, it was funny to see people like making like fan art of the boots, but it's like photos of him. <laughs> so I was like, this is this is crazy. Yeah, shout out to Zay. Um, yeah, I don't know how we got on that topic. We were just saying we don't talk about current events, and then we just kind of went through a plethora of them. But here we are today. We um we did some cool things this past weekend, Jay. Facts. You you did your downward dog pose. Shouts shouts to yoga. Shouts to sainthood. Shouts to Rue. Yay! It was a we did a a little group yoga class on Sunday, sponsored by the good folks at Sainthood. And um, yeah, what does the candle smell like? I haven't lit it yet. I think it's probably an unscented candle. I say like whenever I get commemorative candles or like gifts, I don't, I I never want to light. You know what I'm saying? It's like we're not gonna light it. I'm not gonna lie though. Yeah, you don't light it right because it's like you want to keep it forever. But I also just I think it's a very bold move. To give people scented things. Mm. Like, I feel like, I mean, you give people scented things, even if you gift them, like, as, like, birthday presents, like, that's a bold move, because I'm very particular about the scents in my house and on my body, and you're just, like, gonna guess, like, you're just gonna give me a bergamot candle. I don't want that. Mm. Does you feel me? Unless you really know somebody. Like, I know what you like, Egyptian musk and, like... (laughs) Lily of the Valley or whatever the heck. I, 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 I I feel that... I think it's an age thing, though. 
Because I think when you're yeah, when, like when you're younger, love spell sets from Victoria's Secret was it. But I feel like when you're like a little bit younger, it's definitely more of like a. It's like a nice gesture, mm. but I think when you're older and you know yourself a little bit better, them things start to get a little. It's like you're very particular. Yeah, about like anything, you know. It's like, oh my god, I got the J Lo perfume, and it's like I don't know if I actually liked what the J Lo perfume smelled like. But. Like me, yeah, I, I was, I was always, like, not to get on this side, this this side uh, conversation, <laughs> but I was, I was always like very weird about like getting clothes from like family members because mm. they. You saying your family wasn't fly? I ain't say that, but it's just like, yo, I'm I'm very particular. I'm very particular with clothes, so it's like, you know, it's not all created equal. No, it's very true. Like I feel like if we if do you- think it's the thought that counts, though. But it's like I rather you give me like a card or like exactly. something. Like it's like it exactly. doesn't have to be like a tangible good. But I think when you're on the flip side of that, like when you're younger, I almost feel like. You don't know no better. Your family also is probably giving, wants you to be able to open something. Like wants you to be able to, like on your birthday, they want to give you something. Especially like for my family, I would get everything with like Portugal on it or like India on it. But that, but I feel like that's how you just accumulate all of this stuff that you'd never look at after. <laughs> and then now we see it and we're like, oh my God, I wish I wore the Cape Verde swim trunks. <laughs> don't you think that sometimes? Yo, man, I, me, I'm, I'm, I'm exper- experiences in words all day. You don't got to get me. Jay just told y'all his love language. Yeah, don't get he me... wants quality time, and he would like words yeah, of affirmation. Yeah, don't, don't get, don't get me. He's no... not gifts. Gifts is five. No, if you, no, I'm saying if you, yo, if you give me, if he you, wants a vintage Kooji sweater. Yeah, if you give me a gift, it's like <laughs> no. If you're gonna give me like he would like a, a item, like yo, it needs. Jay to wants be... Air Mags. Like you know, like you gotta get you gotta get some. If you're gonna get somebody, he something, wants Cuban links. No, Don't. But, but, but think about it. It's like if you give somebody something, it needs to be based on them. Like it yeah. can't just be like oh, I just, exactly. I just went in the store. And he just, was like a sob convertible. Hey, 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 that's a good list. Of, that's a good list of stuff right there. But going back to experiences, right? Yeah. So we did yoga. We did yoga Bye. this this past weekend. Mm-hmm. We got a scented candle. Unscented. Unsc- unscented candle. It's for the vibes and the energy, not for the scent. Got you. You set your own scent. Get your diffuser going. Mm. But it was it was really dope to be, I think, one, in a gathered setting around like wellness and health versus I think a lot of times maybe as the specific tone, right? Like when we go out to eat, obviously that's something that is around lots of things, gathering, conversation, but and we're trying obviously to be like aware of how we're taking care of ourselves in those settings but they're not like focused on wellness when we're at parties it's not like a overt focus on like how our bodies move and like intention and breathing even though I do think we try to bring intention into like majority of the things that we do but it was a it was a really fire experience it was dope to be in the room with like some of my girlfriends some of my like homies it was just dope to be in the mix of everything how did you feel being in like a group that was your first group yoga class right no i've I've been to one at the ymca oh yeah you went with me yeah i forgot i forgot i've been i've been to well this is your first one of this kind yeah i was gonna say like this was definitely i feel like the ymca ones are kind of just like an old person like it's a bunch of old people with a bunch of old people nothing boosts your confidence like doing a workout class at the ymca at 10 a.m no but but i'm saying like like even like the instructor like you don't it's not really somebody who's like our age or thinking about things that we would be interested in so you you know you're just there and it you know if you feel good but i i felt like this one was it was really dope because it was a 
the playlist was different. Mm-hmm. The music was the music was really good. Um, you're th- even though you're there with friends, but I wasn't like too focused on them because I was like just locked into Present. what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I wasn't really like focused on like who else was like it didn't really matter. Yeah, that's yeah. really dope. Did it feel? I feel like it felt like everyone was taking it really like seriously like trying to be present and like try to hear and listen so it was really cool but i know before the class like a lot of my friends were like just even thinking about like yo do we have to do this with like our socks off like are people gonna be looking like do i need to get pedicure before like thinking mm. about things like that or like do yeah, i didn't even think about that yeah that's because you get pedicures often because yeah. you're fancy uh, uh, a manicured man. Yeah, a manicured man. <laughs> um, but also, like, thinking about even, like, getting a yoga mat. What should I wear? Like, you know, I know the standard wear for, like, a woman is leggings and, like, a tight top or something. Like, what should I wear? Just having questions. Even for my homegirls who have never done it before, they're, like, you know, asking different questions. And I think it was a really interesting thing to see how, you know, how we... Maybe the stigmas or ideas of things like yoga, I think, is perceived as like a more feminine, like movement, wow. which I don't feel that way. I, but like, I, I like I do, I don't look at it that I don't look at it that way, but I could see why, yeah. like like how it's marketed. Yeah, I mean, when you see videos of like people in groups doing yoga, it's typically like white women. Uh, That's like white women have commodified. <laughs> the yoga scene and it's the same thing with like Zumba or any of these practices like how did this thing become like I only picture Lululemon white women looking a certain way aloe legging ass bitches like I guess the thing that's interesting is like the I'm so sorry for calling them bitches like the two the two (laughs) reference points that I think about like in in terms of like yoga at least for men in sports is uh, like Diamond Dallas Page and Tom Brady Mm-hmm. Like, cause they're very vocal about how much yoga they do. Mm-hmm. Like, so like obviously Diamond Dallas Page was a wrestler and he had like all these crazy like back problems and all this shit. And I guess like, um, I, I don't know, I was watching this interview with The Undertaker where he was talking about like him doing yoga is what helped with a lot of his recovery after all of these surgeries. Mm. And I know like, for example, like somebody like Tom Brady, obviously who played football for mad years, just recently retired. He, his like whole, I guess like his whole thing is flexibility is a lot more important than than strength mm. or like some something to that effect. I know it's like he has a strong, like he's very speaks very strongly on, on flexibility and doing yoga because it's like that's like what keeps you from getting hurt. Right, you know what I'm saying. So for me, that's like always like at least in the more recent years, been like my reference point to it, where it's just like oh like. This is like something for men that's becoming more in in the open. Yeah, I love that. And I don't think, obviously, we recognize that the idea that any movement is for one group of particular people is not real. Like, I think we both agree with that. But obviously, through marketing and media and just the way things are portrayed, specifically like group exercise in that way also feels like something that's like for women. Mm. Like group exercise classes or the idea of like cycling as a class yoga as a class, like Zumba as a class, not to say that people don't cycle on their own or have a cycle in their home or that they don't do yoga and stretching like on their own. But the idea of like non-team, right? Because that's one thing, like team sports Mm. is like one thing, but actively like in fitness classes, I just wonder like what the shift is and 
because it is to me at least I my perspective is that it is marketed as something that was more for women and so I was just really excited to be in a class that obviously was not built that way and the goal of it is not to have only one type of person in the room one type of ability in the room and one type of level in the room and so I don't know I even think about that stuff with me like in regular fitness like at the gym you know, whenever I go into like the weightlifting area, I'm think I feel like consciously about what I, and I again, same thing you're saying because of social media, because of I think just the general movement to taking care of our bodies differently. Like I know so many women that lift and have lifting regimens, and it's a part of their normal life yeah, and that, health. I was saying that should be that should be crazy because. To be honest, the majority, at least now that I think about it, like the majority of people that I see posting about, posting it, yeah. about it now is is women. I think that's beautiful, right? Because I feel like there was this, I worked at Planet Fitness when I was 19 and the lunk alarm and the image <laughs> next to it was not, you know, a woman, you Wait, know. What, what's a lunk alarm? Like, you don't know what the lunk alarm is? I've never been to Planet Fitness. Ever? Never. Damn, come over to the purple and gold. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, but <laughs> you want me to play for the Lakers. <laughs> but basically, the lunk alarm, because Planet Fitness's whole marketing thing is uh, a judgment free zone. And so it's supposed to be for all abilities and all body types and all whatever fitness levels. And so the lunk alarm would be for people who are working out either grunting like in the weight area yeah or like dropping weights like really aggressively or be like lunking like actually like creating that and there was a literal alarm that was behind the desk that if somebody was out there like grunting they'd put it on and it would be like a lunk alarm and i think it was like a shame tactic i don't think they have them in the stores i don't think they have them anymore people just stop lunking yeah i guess that was like the goal but then i think that really that did shy like make people who are in trying to do more like weightlifting shy away from planet fitness because mm. it's like you know some of that is really like there's obviously the people who are doing it in like an overt you know taking up space and like just being extra kind of way but then you know sometimes you're gonna drop a weight like yeah. <laughs> just in trying to push yourself or do yeah, something it's true i know i know um like for example like if you're a like a weight thrower like people who did like shot put and stuff mm-hmm. like that I know they've always been encouraged to like to scream and stuff because it makes them throw it further. Yep. Like I don't know what about it makes them get that energy out, but that was like a big thing. Well, that's interesting because I feel like even in yoga, that's something that gets said a lot is like you can make your breath like audible. So at different points. I, say, I, I haven't got to that to that point. Because it's, it's something even like say you're holding like a, almost a plank, right? You're in like a bear pose or in a pose where you're in a plank kind of. It's like it helps in exertion of your breath to like, mm. you know, sigh or have it be more audible on the exhale. So it's just so interesting how like, you know, parts of those things are a part of just like moving your body and being able to be more like intensely in whatever you're doing. So yeah, I think like, again, but that's that stigma shit, like going to the gym, feeling comfortable in different settings, you know, being able to go and be, a. I can go into the weight lifting area and not know what I'm doing and just try something. And I, I will say, I feel like generally things do seem at least on like a one-to-one level. Like I feel comfortable trying more things today than I did five years ago. Is it because I'm a grown woman now though? Not, but I think like the, I think it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, right? Like what you're talking about in terms of like the, all the media around us. Like, so like, yo, social media, yo, you see this shit every day. You could, yo, open your phone right now. 
you're going to see more people trying yoga, more people posting fitness routines. And I think, you know, I think most people are like well-intentioned when they post that stuff. Right. It's like they're trying to encourage others or if they have a business, get people to come to them. Mm-hmm. So in terms like, you know, it's like a lot of that stuff being shared where right. it's like, yo, we really didn't have access to that shit like 10 years ago. Like if you, I, like I know, I know for me, like, like I was like play sports, like pretty much my, my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it was just like something that was a part. I never even thought about it as like, working out it was like oh, i just do sports and that's where i get my exercise right but then going going to college and then not having that structure anymore where it's like yeah you're practicing for three hours mm. a day going to weightlifting so it's like i would even as free time you're playing basketball like you yeah. were just playing you were just doing sports all day but but then but then there was you know like that transition of yo yeah you get a job you're not really as act at least for me i wasn't as active as i was before it's like you start to your body just starts to feel different. And that was like when I, I started swimming and, and doing that type of stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. because I, as I became aware of how my body felt, but mm-hmm. I never thought about working out where it's like interesting now like you know i know so many people that yo they didn't play any sports in high school or anything like that or in college and yo they're just like they're gym people out the out the rip like you Mm. know what i'm saying like it's so much a part of their everyday life and i guess like the reason the reason i'm saying it's a it's a double-edged sword is because like i think just like anything else in culture like you start to have conversations of like like obviously, like nobody's gonna say it's like with weightlifting, they're not gonna be like, well, at least I haven't heard this yet. Like nobody, you can't, you're not gonna hear somebody saying like, you're appropriating weightlifting. Like you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you don't really. That's not really like a a thing. But it's interesting around like different wellness like practices, like how that's like kind of like a conversation. Like I see like particularly with yoga, Zumba. I don't even to be honest with you, I don't even know where Zumba comes from. I thought that was like some Billy Blank shit. Like, mm. so I didn't know that that was like, that comes from, from a particular like Or I just culture. think like different dance styles. Like, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily those, ac- the actual word Zumba and I, I don't know the, but like it's the like old, the Roomba and the got you, got you. Samba and you know, these got different you. dance forms, Capoeira even. Like there's, I don't know specifically, but I'm assuming like the steps that you I've done in Zumba are definitely like derived from cultural dance. But that, like for me, that's like what's, when I became, I, sh- I should say like more, like I think the, the pandemic made me, and I would say most of us more aware of just our personal wellness because like, it's like the first time in a long time that, yo, you're slowing the fuck down. And now it's like, oh shit, like maybe I do have time to stretch or do this or go for a walk or be in nature and all these things. Or maybe it's like, yo, shit, I got time to cook a little bit more. I got time to be just be aware of all of, uh, of all of these things and that's like for me like where I started to like I look at like um looking at like like yo vegetarianism veganism uh, alkaline food like all of all of these things and they're like adjacent to moving your body and different and different types of and different types of wellness and then you start to realize like the people at least like a lot of people that I was getting this information from when it comes to wellness, it's like, yo, that shit was like, this stuff was like embedded in our culture already. Mm-hmm. So like when you think about like, I don't know, like, yo, you get sick and you're a, you're a, uh, you're a kid and like the teas that your mom would make you, right? Mm-hmm. 
and he'll be like, oh shit, like, damn, I remember my mom used to put like ginger, turmeric, and she might mix it with like grow or like something, and it's like, but in in America, or like people say like Western civilization, it's like, yo, we kind of look at this shit like, it's not, it's not real or it doesn't have like any benefit until white people start doing that shit or mm-hmm. they start marketing it to us. So it's like, it is, it is interesting like when you're mentioning the stuff about like how we perceive yoga or how we mm-hmm. pursue, perceive group movement. And they're like, my lens on yoga, like obviously is like, yo, through you and your family is like, yo, you being Indian. Like, so it's like, that was my first real introduction to that. Or like when I was a kid doing karate and we're doing like Tai Chi meditation, mm. like, so I never associated that stuff with like white people, mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? So it's so interesting that now it's like, that's really the face of a lot of the, right. a lot of this stuff. Yeah. I feel like for me, I definitely understand a lot of the points you're making about, you know, can wellness be appropriated or the idea of that and- I struggle with this because being Indian, I think that there's the underlying understanding that, you know, the best thing about meditation and yoga is that it's like the most accessible thing ever. You literally need nothing but your body and your mind. And if you can find a mat or a, a, a even plane that you can do movement on, like you can do it anywhere. And the goal of yogic poses, at least the way that I've understood it through like you know, Hinduism is that, and even Buddhism is that the movement of the body is to be able to be comfortable sitting in meditation for a longer time. Mm. So it's like you're moving your body in all of these yogic poses, you're stretching and compressing and like just being able to move your body and be in tune with what feels right and what needs more support and what needs more you know, you're just constantly like inward in that yogic practice to like exert energy and, you know, also to become more limber, comfortable so that you can sit and be still in the body and be in the mind. Gotcha. So it's like, you know, those two things for me were always taught to us as like united, like yoga was a physical movement, but it's tied to meditation, which is tied to this higher awareness, this like spiritual side. So I think growing up, you know, I think the mid 2000s was probably when yoga started to really get big in places that my sister lived in D.C. I remember seeing stuff there at that time. And I think it's now far now it's everywhere. But when you think when I think about yoga, it's I think the appropriation for me comes from one separating out the cultural portions of it whether that means not telling any history of it in the space not having any like awareness of that not having any baseline of like you know this is what this practice is for example when you start a yoga class for the first time somebody's like hi if it's your first time doing yoga my name is this is my class and this is what we'll be doing it's like it would be very simple in a a situation like that to be like this is an ancient practice from the eastern civilizations like India, you know, tying some of those things. And even just saying like, we may use terms that you're unaware of. It is Sanskrit. This is one of the first languages. It's a Hindu, it's a Hindi language, you know, something like that where, or it comes from the Indus Valley, like literally one sentence. And, um, because I think things like 
appropriation come around when namaste, which is one of the most sacred uh, phrases. Where they say namaste, my ass and bitch. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Like, and again, making like lighthearted jokes, like that doesn't offend me individually. I'm not every Indian person. I'm not every Hindu person. I'm not. But I think it's when it's separated from what it is, right? Namaste is such a powerful statement. It means like, I see you or the God in me sees the God in you or the universe in me see yeah, like the higher, you know, my, I'm, I'm laughing because now I'm thinking like you're explaining like yeah. this deep ass shit, but people would be like, I'm going to stay my ass. <laughs> exactly. Or whatever it is. So I just think like the more we do, we think about those topics. I'm like, damn, I wish, and not even I wish the way that I'm moving is like, I'm reclaiming it and thinking about it when I'm talking about these things. But I also on the other end need to remember that, there are a lot of people who care deeply about this practice that aren't Indian and don't look like me. And I do want more people because I do fully really believe in it. I've seen family members have their life and health change through meditation and yoga. It's a practice, again, that's ancestrally tied to who I am. And I do believe it's for everyone. So it's like not letting my anger or uncomfortability or frustration at like, Western shit and industrialization of our practices like stop me from connecting with people who do care about it or who can who share or, things or yeah and who can deepen my awareness like there are going to be white people who love this thing and, and unlock things within themselves and make it go further and they're not I, bad because I, I think about that like with well, like just wellness in general mm-hmm. and just the space that we are in culture right now where it's like I. Uh, we're more aware, people are becoming more aware of like, yo, what do we put into our bodies? Right. What are we doing for movement? All this, right? So it's like, yo, like, I mean, yo, you could go to you could go to Whole Foods right now right. and they sell sea moss. Like, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like and before I was like, they were trying to ban people for cooking sea moss like in Rhode Island. Like they don't sell or sea, making sea moss. They don't sell sea moss gel, but they sell a different like pills, right? Uh it's like, um, it's like uh it's dried. Okay. Like whatever. Like I haven't personally bought it from there, but I know you can. They have seen I it, have yeah. seen it there, right? Mm-hmm. But yo, you can go to like Erewhon in LA. Like they sell Seymour's gel, right? Mm-hmm. And that shit is, you know, $30. Yo, $30. It's, it's expensive, right? But like to me, it's like, yo, I, I guess I try to look at some of the shit. It's like, yo, this stuff is in the world or in nature for us to be better. Mm-hmm. So it's like, who are we to gatekeep these things? Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that, is also not acting like we invented and discovered these right. things. So like that's always like the mm-hmm. the complicated the complicated with this because I'm like yo like I don't know like if 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 you say like yo nature is med- if nature is medicine right, right. And, and all these things are like who who am I to keep this shit from you though? Mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying it's like yo like you think about like um with like our our parents or like our grandparents or different people in our family is like yo, you're sick or you got something going on with you. Like they have like every remedy known known to man accessible for you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yo, you keep passing on that that information. It's not like, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, you ain't of this culture, so I'm not going to tell you about this. It's like, so I think at least for me, like I look at, I think like wellness and a lot of these practices are embedded in our cultures and come from certain cultures because just like how, like I don't like speaking specifically to like food, like there's certain things that are like native to certain people's like land. Mm-hmm. So like it wouldn't even be possible for other parts of the world to grow some of some of yeah. these things, right? But 
it's like now that now that this isn't that this stuff is in the world or these recipes or these practices are, are in the world it's like let's pay respect like let's pay respect to them and acknowledge where they come from mm-hmm. but it's like yo let's make this accessible to everybody mm-hmm. you know yeah no for sure yeah because again the the goal i don't think of any open-hearted society or any society that's like developing ideas is not to share it you know i and i can't say that for everybody but like i'm just saying as an individual right like i'm always grateful i remember when i was little like how excited i would be when somebody knew something about india or like the feeling i would have when somebody would be like or even the idea of a friend wanting to wear Indian clothes. Like I was like, you want to wear these? And they're like, oh my God, it's so pretty. It looks like a princess or whatever story thing. Because we, I grew up as, and I think a lot of first generation kids can feel this way. It's like, we're trying to learn how to value like the multiple parts of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, as a kid hearing about yoga in the world, I was like, oh my God, like, Something that I know as like almost a secret thing. You know, this is a this is a kid growing up in Rhode Island, not recognizing India has damn near a billion people. And there are so many people that are of this culture. But when you're 10, you don't have that awareness of like what your culture is and how vast it is. Yeah. Like you, I didn't know other, the only Indian people I went to school with were my family members. Like Mm. there were no other Indian people. So just like I remember the feeling of excitement for sharing those things, but I got to share them. It wasn't some white girl sitting next to me being like, yeah, so I got these Indian clothes. Like it was me that yeah. short shared that story. I, I guess like for me, I think about it as like, and it's like something we were talking about before the show, like tradition versus like luxury, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like now, yo, like the way that you described yoga was like, you can do this anywhere without, uh, like you don't need a mat, you need a... a uh, flat even, land uh, flat yeah. land or whatever but it's like yo i mean shit you go to lululemon you could run up the bag on some yoga shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like and i know, do admittedly like you know what i'm saying <laughs> sorry or, mossy so like you, you think about that or you think about like yo like even like how much it costs to go to go to a class but that's not saying that class should not cost money right. like you know what i'm saying like it's like the same way i don't know like i i think about like music or like like any of these things it's like yo it's it's in the world like there is value to somebody guiding you and teaching you yeah. and, be, and being there for you but it's also dope that it's free too and mm-hmm. that's like like for me like i like i keep bringing it back to like food and um like healing like healing, healing like medicine healing yeah. medicine because it's like yo if you think about it like to me that's the biggest difference between like i guess like pharmaceutical medicine in like natural medicine. Mm. It's like, so like, like a lot of pharmaceutical medicine is like, I mean, they could charge whatever the fuck they want for this shit. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? They could, they could be like, yo, oh yeah, sh- yo, shout, this is- Shout uh, to insulin. Yeah, shout to insulin. That shit is like 30. Th- uh, now 30. there's a, not shout to insulin. Well, also shout to insulin as it is helping a lot of my family members and people that I love. So, hey. but it is now capped at $35 from one of the makers of it. And he, they were running up, they were making the prices crazy. So this is a big deal and we're very happy to hear it. But it's, but it's, but it's interesting. Cause like, yo, before that I was like, yo, they could charge whatever the fuck they wanted for that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, like those are people gatekeeping things mm. that can make you better. Right. Where it's like, yo, like the point of like wellness and this stuff is like, no, it's like, yo, this stuff is everywhere for everybody. Like, yo, you can go and, you know, take these things and, it's going to make you feel better. It's going to give you a better. Why would I keep that to myself? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that to me, I think that's like 
when you're looking at tradition versus luxury. Like, mm-hmm. yo, like, I don't know, I don't know, like, like turmeric, ginger, sea moss, like all these different uh, herbs, roots, like that's not luxury. That's mm-hmm. like part of people's tradition. That's part of people people's culture. And we shouldn't, like now just because you own a business, it's like, oh, I'm not going to tell you where I get this. And that's like one thing I've noticed. Um, like I see like my homie Sneeze who uh, has this company <laughs> called Alkaline Amateurs. Yeah. Where he always, like him and his, like his friends that also have businesses about this stuff, they always post about it. It's mm-hmm. like, like, yeah, you know, I tell people where I get my CMOS at and all that because it's like, it's about spreading information. It's not about you buying from me or not buying from me. Right. You know? Yeah, I feel like yesterday we were able to go to an event around um, the Providence Cultural Plan, which we want to we want to talk more about soon. But in the idea of like tradition versus luxury, it's almost like culture versus commerce. Mm. Like it's almost that same thing where... You know, when we talk culture, and I loved the definition they gave yesterday, which is it's a collection of shared values, beliefs, and behaviors of a people that enable them to function, make sense of the world, and survive. Hmm. And I feel like when you think about the things we're talking about, like this was survival. This was connection. This was community. This This is a lot of what I feel America does is like we put a paywall between things that are actually our human nature is to like share and be in community because we want to survive. Like we're sharing information. The things that we're talking about, yoga, all these things, this is what got people from thousands of years ago to like make it to where we are right now. The, the medicines you're talking about that yeah. were derived from Africa, like in all things, but Caribbean, you know what I'm saying? That, yeah. Caribbean is like, you know, those were serve. This is what got people to survive and thrive and be able to continue. So just the idea that there's like a paywall between those things and especially without, you know, the benefit, not it not benefiting the communities from which it comes from. Like it is a very challenging thing that I think we need to continue to move through the world trying to reclaim the information and the like, yeah, the purpose of it. Uh, a dope thing that I- I, I might have mentioned this on here before, but it's in, in terms of food that I, I heard a chef say. He was like, yo, in America, you go to a restaurant and everybody orders their own dish. But he was like, yo, and it was a, a, a I believe it was like, elite, uh, he was an Asian chef. Mm-hmm. And he was saying how like, they eat their dishes with rice. So everybody gets their own rice, but everything else you share. And it that honestly has made me change the way I look at a lot of, at a lot of food mm-hmm. in that way because it's like, yo, it, it is about exchange. It's mm-hmm. not about like... Everything's family style because we're a family. It's not like, yo, I just ordered this and this is just this is just my food. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I feel you. I think that's a good place to kind of cap the ideas that we're talking about, which is, you know, I think over our lifetimes, we've come, we've had to learn how to come full circle in being kids of rich past, rich traditions, cultures that have survived millennia before us. And we came, we're here now, and this is our lived experience. And we're learning how to, you know, value the things that we know to work. And we know are a part of our blood and our history. But at the same time, we're seeing a, a, a culture of American culture that's putting paywalls up, commodifying, you know, appropriating. And at the same time, helping push information out, making things more accessible information wise, even just like in schools, valuing certain things that weren't valued at one point. And we're seeing all these things happen as we're growing and learning. You know what I realized, like to, to your point about the paywall and after that we could, mm, yeah. we could wrap. 
so it's interesting because right now, and this is what makes me nervous going into the future. So right now, all the information is out there for free. Like you can literally Google it and it's out there, but you have to go and sift through it and aggregate it yourself. So what I've realized are a lot of people that I've tapped into that are behind paywalls. They're saying is, I've aggregated the information for you and here it is. And this this is why I'm charging you because Mm -hmm. you don't have to go watch 15 different YouTube videos Mm -hmm. and spend all this time. It's all here for you. What's making me nervous though with the rise of all these paywalls is when now imagine when you got to pay for Google. Yeah. Or if if that ever became a thing in this information, now even to have access to information, you have to like imagine like think about it like this, like imagine you had to pay to go to the library when you were a kid. Mm. Mm. Like that's that's kind of where I'm like, oh shit, like is that where we're we're going to, you know? I don't know. We should ask ChatGPT and see what they say. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> no, I feel I feel like there's some good things to marinate on, and I don't know. I feel like we're on our we're on our journey trying to figure out how to balance tradition, luxury, the privileges that we have to be able to spend time and energy in these in these ways, and even critique some of these things from the seat that we can. You know, I'm critiquing yoga, and I have a yoga subscription to but you know- a white ass. Yoga studio. But the, but the shit that's crazy is like, I think for me, the biggest, one of the biggest things I got out of like the last few years is that like, yo, eating well, taking care of yourself, like that should not be a privilege. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, 100%. And, and so, but I had to change the way I was thinking about right. that shit. It's like, nah, like, yo, this shit got to be a part of my life. This can't be like, you know, it's like, I know I need to, anything, and yo, Granted, like, because of how life is lifing for a lot of people, it's like, yo, niggas ain't got time to think about that no. shit. Like, or you know money saying? or space or... But that's the thing is, I think when, I guess like when I'm trying to make decisions or like when people are having conversations about things, that's the way I want to think about it though. It's like, mm-hmm. like, yo, some of this shit, like this should be like the bare minimum necessity. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like... Oh, you do this if if you've worked enough hours to pay your rent. Facts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and we let's like at least make the vow to keep the information family style. Like mm. between us and the people we love and the people we're connecting with on this podcast, it's like whatever we know and whatever we can share, hopefully we keep making that and something that we keep open with. And I think that's a lot that's something to take from all of our traditions is that, you know, everything was shared and we need to keep doing that. And on that note, <laughs> episode 10 of Stay Silent Public Radio. Yes. Wow. YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple, Apple Podcast. Yeah. Not Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. Apple Podcasts, <laughs> all that. Uh, Instagram stories in the comments or whatever. Tap in and we will talk to you soon. I think we're going to be on TikTok too. Yeah, TikTok. We'll we, we, no, we have a TikTok. All right, we're on, yeah, come over to the TikTok. And we, shit. we do have a TikTok. <laughs> Thank y'all. See you soon. Peace. Peace. Holla.